This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 476 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. You have to believe in teamwork. (laughs) (laughs) It's already starting. And the expert, Mr. Marquis. Marcellus Rick. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends review movies, TV, and sometimes more podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, it's our review of the latest movie from Netflix starring Gal Gadot, Heart of Stone. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everybody doing this week? Uh, Mark Ellis Reagans, how are you? I am very tired. Uh, This week starts the uh, Bolte State Fair. Uh, here in Massachusetts, uh, it's called the Big E Eastern States Exposition, uh, and I, I work there every year. So I help I help my friend out by selling T-shirts, and uh, they're the coolest T-shirts. <laughs> they, they are pretty amazing, and uh, yeah, we started this year, and uh, we're off to a roaring start. It's uh, hot. It's been hot. It's been uh, sweaty. It's been uh, it's been the Big E. Uh, lots of uh, drunken people walking around with beers and corn dogs and all types of ridiculousness. But uh, uh, powering through, I like helping out my friend, and I also like making money. You got to make up for all the money you spent at Dragon Con. <laughs> exactly, exactly, uh, and that's how it, that's how it goes almost every year. I have to pay back what I owe. So uh, yeah, I'm glad to be doing it. Except for I'm working long shifts, and I am really tired. So you have to work at your regular job during the day, during the week, and then you go to the Big E? Uh, some nights, yes. I work my regular job, and then when I'm done with that job, I go to the uh, the Big E. And then on the weekends, I'm at the Big E from – I do clopins. <laughs> so oh you know, I, I go there, and I close, and then I go back and open the next day. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of uh, – it's a lot of physical work. And, you know, your boy's getting old. It was great, you know, 15 years ago back in the younger days, but – uh. You know, I'm getting up there, but I'm not complaining. You know, like I said, I, I love the job. I love the people that I work with and uh, I like making money. Have you have you ever thought about like some kind of like carny setup where you can like sleep in your car or like a tent <laughs> or something there and you don't have to go home when you're cloping like that? Uh, you know, I have not thought about that. Um, I usually do need to get as far away from the festivities as possible just so I could clear my head and, you know, get everything reworked. So, uh, yeah, none of that. All right. Well, uh, we're glad to see that you live by the carny code, Mark. It's, it's very important. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you? Man, it's been a crazy week. I lost my job, then I got my job back. Um, so this was kind of like my first job, my first week back working um, at my old job. I, I was only gone for a week, but it has been just like tech issues all fucking week. Mm. And that's been really annoying. But my brother had a baby today, so that was really cool. So, and, and I also had taken shifts at my second job, so I've been like, working a lot 
So it's it's been a week. I'm so tired. <laughs> well, congratulations on another new uh, addition to the uh, the ever expanding Soul Wizard family. <laughs> but- yeah, I, it's uh, Noah says he's going to. He he refers to, it's a girl, but he refers to her as the child. <laughs> so he's he says he's going to teach the child heinous crimes and to be wanted in twenty two states. Awesome. He's like, all right, Noah. And, and <laughs> Sounds good. He's just a man for the job too, I believe it. Yeah. He's very excited to be an older cousin. Fantastic. Until it cries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. On being an aunt, getting your job back, exciting stuff. As for me, I literally, I haven't been doing anything. I've just been working. Uh, It's not really that exciting. Yeah, I've just been working quite a bit. You know, this week for the podcast, you know, we were talking about reviewing a movie that I, and I think Mark, you were probably pretty excited about as well. Yes. Called The Outlaw Johnny Black. Um, Aubrey, you probably would have hated it. Or maybe not. I don't know. But. Um, basically, what that is is everybody that made the movie Black Dynamite uh, made a new movie, <laughs> and Black Dynamite's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mark, I'm sure you love it as well. I freaking love that movie. Yeah, I have it on Blu-ray <laughs> somewhere out here. It's one of my favorites. It's definitely, it's in my top twenty all time. Let me tell you. And uh, Aubrey, you've never seen Black Dynamite? I'm going to assume. No. Well, we were gonna watch this. They all got they made a new movie, and it's a western instead of a kung fu movie. So I was really excited, and it's playing like so far away (laughs) it's not even within it's like over an hour in each direction to go see it it's it's just not going to happen hopefully it'll expand wider and if it does we'll definitely add it to the list but unfortunately we weren't able to see that so we're going to review a netflix movie that came out a couple weeks ago starring gal gadot no So that was my day today. I got up. I, I went to the grocery store. I didn't have to work today, shockingly enough. So I got, I got up. I went to the grocery store. I uh, came home. I took a nap. I watched this movie. And now we're here recording. <laughs> nice. So, it's been a day. It's been a day. Oh, we mowed the lawn, too. I had to help my son mow the lawn. So, And by help, I mean I, I start the lawnmower for him. And then I sit there and watch to make sure he doesn't get <laughs> run over by it or anything. But it's fucking fantastic. Cannot recommend it enough. Have kids and then make them do your chores. So um, <laughs> now if we could just teach one of these kids to edit. Does Noah how to edit? <laughs> he has been uh, – he does, like, his own animations. So he knows how to, like, video edit. But I don't think he knows how to audio edit. Same concept. Perfect. Same concept. I love the kid. That's awesome. He'll figure it out. We'll get him. <laughs> you know, that's it. That's all that's been going on. Nothing too crazy. So it's the time of year. You know, uh, like Mark said, he marks at the Big E. Uh, the Big E kind of just takes over this area of New England for a month. Um, and, and the traffic is horrendous. Like you can't even go within 10 miles of that place if you don't want to. So yeah. Mark, how bad is the traffic when you leave at night and go back in the morning? Is it like make your day even worse? It depends on who's playing <laughs> that night, that Saturday night. Uh, this past Saturday night was actually pretty – I don't know who was playing. It must not have been anyone because there was no traffic at all. I was psyched. And when I came back Sunday, hardly any traffic at all. So, so far, knock on wood, has been good. I think Jimmy Eat World played one night. I just don't know what night it was. So. Uh, yeah, they've been <laughs> they've been advertising Jimmy Eat World for. Uh, I feel I've only been there for a couple of days, but it feel like it feels like they've been advertising that show forever. 
because uh, I hear that <laughs> ad like 20 times a day. Uh, I think I think it might have happened uh, tonight, actually, as we record. Oh, but, you know, enough about us. Why don't we just talk a little bit more about us? Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more. So is your podcast. All right, everybody, you can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com, and there you're going to find a brand new episode every week. You will also find comic book, TV, and movie reviews, along with some creator interviews conducted by the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. And you can check out Adam's original comic book, Social Studies, over at socialstudiescomic.com. You're also going to find some links to our podcast merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, magnets, coffee mugs, a whole array of items that you can purchase and represent So Wizard Podcast. Our social media links are there too. So reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and let us know what you think of the show. Find So Wizard on all podcasting streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Check out our YouTube page, where new content is being uploaded regularly. We also have a Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive exclusive bonus content while you're supporting the show. A special shout out goes to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. And I'm talking about Fans on Patrol, Pop Prism Power Podcast, Cult 45, The Movie Podcast, Superhero Speak, and the Gorilla Brain Podcast. That's it for me. Back to you, Joey. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long time, and I've been working on it for a while, okay? And we are back. All right, guys. Like I said, we're going to be reviewing this new movie that came to Netflix called Heart of Stone starring Gal Gadot. And uh, we all had a chance to watch it. And as always, we're going to go non-spoiler to start. So you'll at least have an idea of what we thought about the movie if you haven't watched it yet. Then Mark Ellis will drop the drop delineating spoilers and we'll go a little more in-depth discussion on it. But if you haven't watched it yet, you'll know that's your time to bounce so we don't ruin the movie for you. But to get started... Everybody uh, that we can't really talk about going to the movies because we didn't go to the movies. We watched it on fucking Netflix. So. Right. <laughs> Aubrey, was it a comfortable time on your couch watching Netflix? Uh, I was at work while I was watching it. It was <laughs> really uh, <laughs> it was a really slow day. So I had it playing. And I, I, honestly, I watched pretty much the entire movie without pausing. That's how slow it was at work. Wow. So, yeah, I don't I don't want to get you in trouble saying you watched a movie at work. Oh, I told them I watched a movie. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I wrote it in my closing email. <laughs> Marcellus Reagans, how was your time watching the movie on the couch? Uh, it was fine. It was fine. I uh, literally got home from work and just started watching it immediately uh, and uh, didn't fall asleep, <laughs> surprisingly, because I was freaking exhausted. But I uh, made it through the whole flick without falling asleep. I feel very proud of myself. Nice. Yeah, I set my alarm. Uh, I took a nap for two hours. I got up. And my wife was using the TV, so I'm like, fuck, because we don't have Netflix. So uh, we were using my brother-in-law's Netflix, and then when they did the whole thing, it's like, oh, if you share a password, you can't fucking use it. So we were, we were asked out. So I was going to watch it on Fire Stick, but I was like, oh, Jen's using the TV, and I don't want to be a jerk and kick her out of there. So uh, I just watched it on my phone, so just laid in bed and watched it on my phone, and I'm like, fuck, 
Uh, I'm going to get that Cinemark commercial is going to come yell at me, Mark. I was You're just watching Heart of Stone on a screen this size. I was just about to say that. <laughs> You're not experiencing it at all. I uh, Yeah, I just watched it in bed on my phone. <laughs> nice. I was terrified I wasn't going to finish in time. Thankfully, we ended up uh, starting a little later than anticipated because this movie is two hours and 12 minutes, I think. And I'm like, shit, it's like 635 when I started. I'm like, all right. Hopefully there's really long credits at the end. And thankfully, my brother had a baby, so I <laughs> pushed everything a little bit later. Yeah, that, that bought right. us a little time. If your brother was having the baby, we should have done Arnold Schwarzenegger is junior today. That That's the best I can do for uh, how was your trip to the theater this week? So. <laughs> Laying in bed watching it on my phone. So, all right, guys, let's go non-spoiler. Marcellus Reagan's Gal Gadot is back on Netflix in yet another action spy thriller. What did you think? What did I think? Uh, you know, I got really excited when the credits started and it said uh, written by Greg Rucka, who uh, is a comic book writer. His name I, I see like all the time at comic books, but who also wrote the movie or the script for The Old Guard, which was my favorite movie of the year when it came out a couple of years ago. Uh, so I was very to excited. To be fair, that was a year of COVID. To be fair. <laughs> yes, that was. I still love that movie. So I was excited to see his name on air. Yeah. And as I watched the movie, I was trying to figure out what the vibe was. And it seems like it's a, a very uh, wannabe Mission Impossible movie. So to that aspect, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't, I'm not going to say it's good. I'm not going to say it's, it's amazing, but it wasn't as horrible as I, I thought it would be, especially with the lovely Gal Gadot as the lead. That's a, that's a hell of a quote for the front of the box. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, what about you? I agree with Mark. Like it wasn't as awful as I thought it would be. I, I fully anticipated it being a slog of a movie and you know, Netflix even tried to warn me it wasn't even on the homepage for me under new releases. Like <laughs> Netflix was like, homie, I got you. You're not going to like this. <laughs> and and I wouldn't say it's like my favorite movie ever. I wouldn't even go as far as saying like I liked it. It was just it was watchable. Yeah, it, it didn't hurt to watch it there. You know, there's some movies that we've watched that have been painful to to sit through and this it, it just wasn't painful <laughs> these are hilarious quotes <laughs> it was okay it wasn't painful um you know i, I hate to uh to just all agree on something but I, i'm kind of in the same boat as you guys yeah. it was not as bad as anticipated but it certainly wasn't good but it was better than i thought it would be but i have a lot of issues with it oh <laughs> so I think for a movie I watched on, in theory, Netflix, but really on some really shady website on my phone, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything because there are some twists and turns in this movie, but it, it's it, it's a movie that was easy to watch and you could put on while you folded laundry. I think that's the best way I can, I can describe this movie. Uh, it's I, I think it's a line below what I would call like in the past on the show, I've called like planet fitness treadmill movies. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think this is something that would be on FX randomly forever or TNT. And you just happen to watch like 30 minutes of it on the treadmill while you're at the gym, um, like Dungeons and Dragons colon honor among thieves or uncharted. 
but it wasn't like horrendously bad. So it's just kind of there. So this is going to be a very exciting review as we break down a movie that is so blah, we can barely muster enough excitement (laughs) to review it. But now that you know what we thought, maybe if you haven't seen it, you can go watch it. The rest of you stick around because Mark's going to drop the drop and we're going to spoil Heart of Stone. And we're now let's talk about spoilers here. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right, guys. So we're all pretty bleh on this movie, but there's got to be things that we liked, didn't like, and whatnot going on. So, Marcellus Reagans, the floor is yours. Please tell us some things that you liked about this movie. All right, so since we're in spoilers, uh, I will say that one of the things that I did like is that it started off with, I mean, we've seen the trailer, so we know that this is an action movie starring Gal Gadot, but the movie starts off with her being the the guy in a chair, quote unquote, you know, she's like behind the boards and, you know, she can't get out of the van and I'm like, what, what is happening here? So I was very pleasantly surprised to see that she was a double agent. Uh, you know, she was working for MI6, but she was actually working for the charter, this kind of rogue, uh, agency of good guys that, you know, are basically they're the Mission Impossible team, uh, under a different. No wonder name. my cable is so shitty if Charter Spectrum is running a fucking <laughs> uh, international spy consortium instead of like, you know, making the internet work. That's what they're doing, man. You need Gal Gadot like helping you out with your internet and she's out. Parish parasailing on a light up parachute or whatever. Uh, the guy that was in it, uh, first I thought for sure when they introduced the Fifty Shades of Grey guy, I'm like, oh, there's no way they're not hooking up. Like you don't put her and this dude in a movie together, and they're not going to be a romantic couple at some point. And then it turned out he was the bad guy. <laughs> like, oh shit, that was actually really cool. So I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, so I was genuinely shocked that he was the bad guy. I was genuinely shocked that. Her teammates, these other characters that they kind of, you know, introduced and gave them little characters and gave them little things to, you know, to kind of give them a little identity that they died horrifically, like instantly that I was not expecting. Uh, So I thought that was actually pretty cool. I And there is an argument in this movie about the new technology, because, by the way, Heart of Stone is the worst title for this movie. It is just, it, it kind of makes sense, but it just, it's horrible. But the heart being this like ultimate technology thing, and then them making an argument of the old school stuff that wasn't, uh, stuff that isn't new, stuff that I was, that was done before that was successful. The argument between old spy stuff and new spy stuff, I thought was really cool. I, I thought it was a nice little subtext to all of the stories that's in there. And I also appreciated that they did different locales. Like they, you know, there was a sequence that take place in the desert. And then immediately a sequence that takes place in Iceland. Um, so it visually, it wasn't like a fight inside of a warehouse. You know what I mean? They, they were able to actually give it a little bit more scope. Uh, so, yeah, I, I actually really did enjoy that. Um, and that's pretty much it for now. Okay. Uh, Aubrey, you watched this at work. What did you like about the movie? Um, I did like her teammates. I liked the, the Bailey guy in uh, Yang. I did like that. I I wholeheartedly agree with Mark. Like when when I first saw Jamie Dorman in in her, I was like, oh come on, they're gonna have them make out and stuff, and it's gonna be a whole thing that doesn't need to be a thing. And wouldn't you know, she goes for the stereotypical good-looking guy when Bailey's right there <laughs> and has a heart of gold. 
Uh, so I was really mad about that at first, but they actually didn't do that. And I appreciated that they, they hinted to it, but then it completely like right as you would think it's going to happen, the, the movie took a turn and I, I truly did appreciate that because I am sick of that shit. (laughs) So (laughs) I, I enjoyed that part. I, thought that the cast was actually really good there wasn't anybody except for jamie dorman like he i could have he could have been recast and i wouldn't have been sad i i thought everybody did a very good job in their role gal gadot it it's hard for me to buy her as anything she just kind of especially a secret op operative which is funny because she has been in the military and everything it just uh i don't know Maybe it's just a some sort of bias in my brain that pretty people can't be smart, I guess. <laughs> you know, that stereotypical old thinking. I just, uh, you know, there wasn't much that I loved about it. I I just kind of, you know, like I said earlier, it was watchable. So I I liked it. And I, I liked the, the cast and the story and everything. A lot of some of the things that they did, too, were actually really cool, like when they tap into the heart and it shows her the path and everything and, and mm-hmm. what way to go. Like it's a really interesting concept that there's this master computer that can control everything. You know, you always think that that could happen. Could be happening right now. It really could. Yeah. The alien AI has decided we're going to make a podcast <laughs> with no weeks off forever. <laughs> mm. It's like, um, do you ever read I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, where the AI keeps the humans alive just to torture them and brings them back to life over and over again? No. 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 Okay. Well, it's like that, except it's the AI making his podcast forever. (laughs) (laughs) I have no weeks off and I must scream. (laughs) Awesome. Well, what did I like about this movie? Um, You know, one thing I, I liked about it was that it, Unlike other, so we've watched a lot of these Netflix, uh, <laughs> direct to Netflix action movies. And I think the last one we did was Mother, comma, The, starring uh, J-Lo. Was that who was in that one? No, the no. Yeah. We did uh, Extraction 2. Does that count? Oh, we did. We did do Extraction 2, yes. But that was good. So that's why <laughs> I had forgotten about that one there. Um, the yeah, mother. So, it's the mother. So the mother had this weird part where like it started off like a a generic action movie and then spent a third of the runtime in some weird like family drama and one thing i really appreciate about this regardless of how you feel about the action or the rest of the movie and i'll get into some of that stuff um it never stopped being an action movie right (laughs) it never felt like they they were contractually obligated to give gal gadot some kind of acting in it so that she would be in the movie like they're just like, this is an action movie and you're going to be in it and there's going to be action 99.9% of the time. And that was fine. <laughs> I, I really did appreciate that. Um, as goofy as it was, I really liked the opening. Like you said, Aubrey, I liked the opening action sequence when they're in the ski lodge and she uses the parasail. It was a nice throwback to Pierce Brosnan as 007. <laughs> right. I wish they had used the same green screen technology for it. But <laughs> I liked that it started off in with a goofy vibe like that. And I was really like, oh, wait a minute. Am I going to like this movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wish it had maintained that for the entire movie instead of just becoming generic uh, action spy thriller number 379. But I did enjoy at least mo- for the, the best action sequence to me, at least was that beginning one where it had kind of a tongue in cheek kind of sense of humor. And I guess maybe that's to build up when he kills the other members of the team. 
because <laughs> you were kind of enjoying them being together and, and moving around and doing stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there are bones of a, a, a decent movie here. I, I didn't even, I don't want to say I liked to Gal Gadot because I don't like Gal Gadot, but I, 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 um, I didn't mind her in this. I think they did a good job of playing to what, whatever strengths she may have. Yep. With, with the exception of when she gets out of the pool in the bathing suit and the guy's like, oh, it's like, <laughs> uh, I mean, does he feel the same way about the plank of wood from Ed, Ed and Eddie? Because it's about, <laughs> about the same thing there. But it, we're not in things we didn't like, uh, you know, and for the most part, I just thought it, it was kind of goofy at the beginning. I liked that. And I did. I did think the special effects were pretty good for a Netflix movie. Sometimes uh, in some of these the effects are pretty bad. But they went big in a lot of stuff, and it, and it worked. Like yeah. the, the sequence where the building exploded, they yep. were in. I don't even remember. That looked good. Yeah, <laughs> I was really surprised. Like, wow, they spent a lot of money on this, and you can tell. You know, I, I think just for what it is, is a generic action movie with a, a couple decent things. It was fine. It was fine. But what about you know things you didn't like, Marcellus? Uh Things I didn't like. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the charter agency itself uh, with the guy from. Uh, Army of the Dead is like the the queue where he's like giving all of the assignments and doing all of the the computer stuff like that. I don't know. It it didn't seem like a, a a plausible setup. You know what I mean? Like it didn't seem like something I could buy into. And I understand it's supposed to be like you know goofy and comic bookish, but that just didn't seem feasible. It reminded me a lot of Alias, the TV show Alias, uh, where it's like all about double agents and technology and I don't know, technology. It, <laughs> yes, AI. <laughs> Yes. AI. <laughs> Artificial intelligence. Thank you, Neil Breen. So, yeah. So some of the, some of those aspects I didn't really buy into, they seemed very like snobby. You know what I mean? I don't know. There, there's something about that group that just didn't didn't work well with that. I didn't work well with. Uh, there was a part where, you know, there she's the agent and she gets, you know, decommissioned, you know, like you're you're off of this case go away so she goes rogue uh and something's going down and uh, you know there's a, a body that's like floating towards the plane and like what is that who is that who is that and like as an audience member we know it's gal gadot as whatever her name is something stone but the character's like who is that wait who is that is that it's stone and then the music like swells up like it's a james bond movie and i'm like come on you really needed that one guy to be like jesus christ it's jason Bourne. <laughs> exactly <laughs> who's that guy <laughs> the, rachel stone by the way rachel stone that's what it is oh my god so yeah that scene came up and i'm like oh god this is awful um the movie comes to a complete stop after that big sequence where her and uh the computer hacker is in a desert and it just stops to, for them to have this long conversation. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> you, were, you were doing so well. This is like a nonstop thriller spy thing. And now we've just got here. And I was like, please let something happen. That conversation went on way, way too long. Uh, and there certain things were where they just didn't explain. Like she she, she she's a double agent. She parasails down the mountain, somehow avoiding her coworkers. She gets to the bottom. She somehow kills these six guys. You know, headquarters is like, all right, get rid of the six bodies before the other team shows up. And she does it in like six seconds. <laughs> and then she and then is like, okay, now you have to get back to the top of the mountain. And she's like, well, how am I going to do that? Cut to opening credits. And they never explained it. <laughs> I'm like, wait, so 
<laughs> so did anyone notice that she wasn't at the top of the mountain anymore? So things like that, they just kind of like, ah, eh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And if I notice it, it's very noticeable. And the ending, you know, they set up the new team, the new Mission Impossible team for the ending of the movie for Heart of Stone 2, uh, Stone Harder or whatever it's going to be called. <laughs> Stone Cold. <laughs> Stone Cold. And it just seemed dumb. It just seemed dumb to me. So, yeah, I was not a fan of the the sequel baiting ending of it. But that's it. Okay. All right. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, what did you not like about this movie? Uh, I could have seen how the story was going to play out from a mile away. Like, it, I know there was twists and turns and stuff to it, but once Parker had revealed himself as this evil guy that that had this whole uh, second, this whole, um, like, double agent look to him, and, like, I just figured out the rest of the movie. And that was kind of disappointing because I feel like the most, the, the biggest part about action movies is the suspense of figuring out what's going to happen. I mean, you always know that the, the main character is going to live and they're going to make it through all the danger, but it just would have been cool if it was a little bit more of a mystery. Uh, I agree with Mark. I didn't like that they teamed up at the end and became like the Scooby-Doo gang <laughs> kind of thing. It was really stupid. It was really the ending scene was really stupid. I didn't like the opening credits that did not fit in there at all. I actually skipped through them at one point because I was like, what the fuck is this? This this is the stupidest opening credits ever. You never (laughs) see that in a movie that is like this. Well, to to be fair, if you watch a James Bond movie, that's all there. All the opening credit scenes are just like that. Glad I don't watch James Bond movies. And just it, it was really annoying, and I didn't think that it fit the tone at all. It was kind of a cartoony opening too, and it just was weird. And I didn't like it. I got really annoyed at the scenes that where they would show her hacking because it's not how it works, and it really annoyed me. <laughs> and it doesn't look anything like the real software and is seeing uh like Kaya's screen name come up as unknown but then Gal Gadot's comes up as pseudo user like that really annoyed me <laughs> and it's just it, it's, it's it's such a uh, it, it's like you know if you have a special if you go to school for something or you train for something and then you watch somebody do it in the movies completely wrong you get really annoyed by it and so that's just really annoyed me so it it was it was things like that. I also it, some of it was just cheesy, and I didn't really like that. Like her whole speech about teamwork and everything was boring. There was a lot to this movie that you could trim and cut out, and it would have been probably about a half hour shorter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, the first thing, just like you just said, Aubrey, the first thing that jumps out to me right away is runtime. Like, holy, there's no reason on earth for this to be two hours long. Nope. There's no reason whatsoever for this to be two hours long. And I mean, I don't want to say there's a good movie in here, but there's certainly a tighter, more enjoyable watch that's about 90, 95 minutes in here than uh, two hours plus of whatever this was. I said they spent a lot of money on this and my likes, and they certainly did. There's a lot of on location shooting. Um, but they, you're gonna find, you're gonna know, like you're gonna know. You know why? Because anytime they go somewhere, there's drone shots of everything. <laughs> like we're gonna pull back and do drone shots of everywhere we go because we we're going to these fucking places. So we're gonna show you them. You're gonna cut ten minutes out of the movie by doing that. So 
taking those out. I don't like Gal Gadot. I don't think she's a good actress in any way, shape, or form. I just can't really can't stand her. To be honest wow. With you. So the action sequences are not well shot. Uh, it's the hand to hand stuff, and it's clear they're trying to cover for her. And it it just was jarring in an action movie that that they were that bad. So I, I was not a fan of those. Um, Mark, now Aubrey, you've only seen one of them, but this is now the second. Third, this is the third movie this year where uh, our main characters in a spy type movie have gone in a car chase in some sort of European city down little stairs and sidewalks. Fast X and Mission Impossible colon Dead Reckoning hyphen part one. Um, (laughs) They did a lot of it in, didn't they do a lot of it in an extraction too? Like it, it seems like every action movie they just go down small, little, narrow. Yeah, is this a new thing now? There. There was a lot of that in Indiana Jones, too, when they were on the, I don't know what you call it, tuk-tuks, like little carts. Yeah, that's right. Um, going through little alleys and stuff. What is this? Is this a new trend? Same thing with the AI and everything. It felt like a photocopy of a photocopy of Fast X and Mission Impossible sure. Dead Reckoning. <laughs> like, it really it did. It literally did. It, it was almost the same plot for both of them, except, God, I don't want to hyper-praise Dead Reckoning, but I did enjoy it. Uh, that it, it, Dead Reckoning at least explained what was going on way better. <laughs> right. Like, uh, why was Glenn Close in this movie? Hey, they're like, we only need you for two scenes. <laughs> Here's a briefcase full of money. She's like, okay, I'm, I'm there. And what, one of the scenes we can film in the apartment building you live in. <laughs> <laughs> Walk into the elevator and then turn around. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't even have her do the stunt because they just show her hand after the computer takes over. So she definitely <laughs> did not do any stunt work or anything on this. She showed up for like a hundred grand and went home. Like, why would you waste money on that? You know, maybe she's a big uh, Gal Gadot fan or maybe she's a big, uh, I don't know, 50 shades of gray fan or something like, I like that's, and it's not just this movie, but, but other movies do it too. But this is what kills me is you're going to read about how net Netflix spent $250 million on heart of stone. Well, if you didn't have the Kings played by name actors, you probably could have cut $10 million off the budget. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason for BD Wong to be one of them or Glenn Close. You know, like those could all be played by anybody. <laughs> those were nothing roles. Just yeah. walking and looking at the camera. There's no reason for those people to be in the movie. Uh, it, it just dri- That kind of shit drives me insane. It just drives me nuts. I, I, I don't know what it is about it, but it drives me nuts because I think about budgets sometimes and, and it, it it's just weird to me that you would spend the money on that. Maybe they were thinking that there wouldn't be an actor's strike and they could have like Glenn Close out promoting the movie. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. But that that's the only thing I can think of. The other thing that I, I didn't like about this movie was I thought that Stone forgave. I don't know. What, what the hell is the hacker girl's name? The Kaya? Was that it? Kaya. Kaya. I thought she yeah, forg- Kaya. I thought she forgave Kaya way too too easily. Kaya was responsible for her quote unquote best friends being killed in that that thing. Like she was part of the people that did it. Yeah, she was you know atoneful afterwards and and obviously helped. Somehow, no one <laughs> they're holding her against her will to work on this machine, but no one checks her to make sure she doesn't have a thumb drive on her. But um, she's just like, oh yeah, now you're part of my team. What? Well, she was in jail, so she did pay for her crimes in a way. Uh, it didn't look like too tough of a jail. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Her jail looked, it was bigger than my house. It looked nicer <laughs> than my house. <so. laughs> and I, I, I 
feel like I can't stand the um, the Netflix guy. I guess he's a Netflix guy now. Army of the Dead, Army of Thieves guy. Like, why is he in everything on Netflix? Like, every time I turn around, this guy's on something. Hey, he's the guy, man. He mu- he must work cheap, and uh, you know he delivers. I mean, he wasn't bad. He, no, he, I mean he was fine in the movie. It was just it was jarring to be like this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And I mean, to me, it was just really generic. You know, after a while. I appreciate that there was not a lot of downtime and his break quote break quote unquote breakneck as as breakneck as a two hour movie can be. <laughs> right. um, after a while, you just kind of get numb to it because the movie's not good enough to make you care that much about what's happening, and it really lost the goofy kind of fun vibe of that first action scene. So now it's just generic action movie, and it's just unending, and you don't care. <laughs> yeah. like, and the attempts to to include humor or anything just fell so flat. Like the shit with the truck driver. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the fuck that was, but it, it was not funny at all. And it's just like, what am I watching here? Like, what are we doing here? Why does this movie not work quite right? And it looks like one of those things that sounds great on paper. Like the script made it sound really good. And then when they went to film it, it just didn't, it didn't work. I mean, it's, it's cute for, I guess, a little bit, but there's no reason for it. Whatever, whatever they were trying to get out of it, it doesn't work. Right. So anytime that there's anything like that in this movie does not work at all with the exception of the parasailing in the first scene. Like none of, none of the, any like added funny stuff or anything like that works at all. And so you're just left with a, like basically what's a, a two hour montage of action scenes. And some of them are, are, are okay. And some of them are stupid. I did not like her on the plane. <laughs> like, what the hell was that? She like, like you said, Mark, they're like, who is that? And then it's her on the plane. But like, I, I don't get the vibe from her that she was like she should have been able to grab a bar by one <laughs> arm on the plane and hang on and then right. flip backwards and <laughs> land on the door. Like, I just didn't feel like any of that was earned. And it was borderline goofy, but they were playing it straight. I, I, it just didn't work for me at all. So by the end of the movie, it's just like, you know, Kay has got the the thing. Every time I turn around, Kay is, is re. K is able to reprogram the AI like three times in the last hour of the movie so that she, it'll only work for her. Right. <laughs> so at that point, she should never feel threatened because neither of those people are going to kill her. The The AI is not going to work without her. So 50 shades of gray guy isn't going to kill her. I know he's like, oh, I'll shoot you in the knee or I'll shoot you in the hand or whatever. But it's like, all right, then do it. It's not going to fucking work if you kill me. So <laughs> you know, do what you got to do, buddy. And same thing, like Gal Gadot is not going to kill her. They're going to keep her alive because they need the AI to work. So right. it just it, it feels like 60 percent of a script. <laughs> it's just not it's just not good enough. Obviously, we got our sequel tease at the end. Uh, Mark, are you down for Heart of Stone, too? No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Aubrey. No, not willingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. But are you able to decide if this or Red Notice is worse, Aubrey? Oh, Red Notice was worse. Red Notice was a lot worse. Mark Ellis. I liked Red Notice, so I'm going to say <laughs> this one was worse. And I'm, I'm not saying Red Notice was a, a great movie, but I enjoyed The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. And I actually thought Gal Gadot was actually good in that movie. So, yeah, I'm going to say Red Notice is better than this one. I think this was better than Red Notice. Ah. <laughs> I thought Red Notice was a mess. We're much worse than this. Both two-hour movies, though. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Netflix. Yeah, thanks a lot, Netflix. Um, all right. So the only thing left to do is to give it a score. Zero to five. Five being the best. Zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got for Heart of Still? 
I'm going to give it a two. It wasn't bad. It wasn't the greatest. I say two. All right. Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, I wanted to give it a low score, but it's not horrible. So I'm going to put it right down the middle, 2.5. All right. You know, I, I'm kind of right where you guys are. I am a two out of five. I don't think it's even it's good enough to be average. I wouldn't say this is average, but it's certainly not horrible. This is not like some of those fucking abominations we've watched on this fucking podcast. So uh, it's fine. It's a movie you can put on Netflix and watch half an hour of it while you fold laundry or cook or like Aubrey at work, just <laughs> having it on like <laughs> It's certainly not anything I'm excited for the Heart of Stone cinematic universe or anything, but it, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's the best I got. It's fine. Sure. <laughs> so maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? I have been uh, watching Crunchyroll a lot. And so I recommend everybody go get Crunchyroll because it has all the animes on it. And I have been binging Gundam Wing again. I've been binging uh, Demon Slayer too. If you get a chance to watch Demon Slayer, I think it's also on Netflix. It's a really good anime. All the what? All the animes. Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? Fantastic. Thank you, Mark Ellis Reagan. Uh, yeah, I haven't really had a chance to watch anything except for uh, Star Wars Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. You know, if you're a Star Wars fan, if you are a Clone Wars fan, a fan of the, the animated show Clone Wars and of the animated show Rebels. Uh, oh, I'm out. <laughs> Star Wars Ahsoka uh, is doing good things. Uh, they're, they're definitely paying off fans of that show. Uh, and which I was. So some of the, the later episodes of Ahsoka, oh man, it's like just prime classic Star Wars. They're bringing the animated Star Wars and the live action Star Wars together. And I love it. So, you know, if you're kind of on a fence, uh, if you're disappointed by Book of Boba Fett, uh, I'm going to say give uh, Ahsoka a chance. It's actually pretty good. Uh, and there are some very attractive ladies in that show. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Perfect. The force is female. <laughs> Suddenly I agree. <laughs> well, I will recommend that you go to sowaserpodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our YouTube and Patreon content as well at sowaserpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. We just dropped our first Road to New York Comic Con interview. Uh, so we're interviewing some people that are going to be at the show, whether that's an artist alley or other cool creatives that are going to be at New York Comic Con. We're posting interviews up before the show starts so that you can check them out. And maybe if you're heading out, you might want to check their table out, too. So those are starting to drop, and we got our Patreon, patreon.com backslash so is our podcast. We can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content every month. I just today dropped a uh, Just Joey mini-sode on there, so uh, you can hear that, and the only place to hear it is on Patreon. And I will recommend that you uh, – Jesus. <laughs> I will recommend you head over to Tubi. Which is one of my favorite apps full of free movies, the majority of them horrendously bad. Um, there are a ton, a ton of really bad kung fu and karate movies there. <laughs> uh, last night I watched Death Code, colon, Ninja, which is a 1987 film directed by Godfrey Ho, who's one of my favorite directors of all time. Uh, Mark, are you familiar with Godfrey Ho's work? 
I believe I used to be, yeah, because that name sounds very familiar. Yeah, he basically, throughout the early 80s to the mid-late 80s, bought the rights to random movies, spliced them together with literally no care for it making sense at all, (laughs) um, filmed extra footage of ninjas, and released them. (laughs) Genius. Um, yeah, uh, there's, they're, they're horrendously bad, but like amazingly bad. They have s- some of the best, funniest voice acting you'll see within 10 minutes. You will have no idea what's happening in the fucking movie. <laughs> nice. And there's lots of ninjas running around with sometimes wearing headbands that say ninja on them <laughs> in case you were unsure what was happening. But I, I can't recommend enough. Just go on Tubi and search fucking Godfrey Ho. There's tons of movies on there that, and I've watched a lot of them over the last few months. But yeah, Death Note. Sorry, Death Note. <laughs> it wasn't Death Note. <laughs> Death Code Ninja was the one I watched. Um, and I, I literally can't tell you what happened in it. And my son watched about a half an hour with it, of it with me. And within five minutes, we were both like, I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like if someone walked in the house right now and put a gun to our head and said, just explain the plot of this movie to me and I'll let you live. <laughs> I just pull the fucking trigger. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so, but there's some great stuff on Tubi there. And of course, jump on Hulu because we're going to be reviewing next week on the podcast the new horror movie No One Will Save You which is exclusive to Hulu so go check that out and come on back next week but that's going to do it for episode number 476 in a row of the So Wizard podcast I have been your host Joey DiCarlo and my co-host the the queen of all nerds Aubrey Litchfield goodbye and the expert Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan Everybody, have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. See you guys next week. Good journey.